We're very thankful today to be joined by Don Stanhouse. Many folks in Southern Illinois know his name from his eight years playing Major League Baseball with the Rangers, Orioles, Expos, and Dodgers. Mr. Stanhouse, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Well, the reason for having you on the program today is that on Saturday, May the 6th, Ducoin High School will officially name the baseball field there as Don Stanhouse Field. How did you feel whenever you were told that uh, Ducoin High School was going to do this? Well, actually, I'm, I was quite surprised. Now, I've heard from some of my friends I grew up with there, and especially from my brother who I stay in communication with in DuCoin. And it's kind of been mentioned here and there along the way, but I never really put too much into it, uh, never thought about it as that. I've always thought about, you know, DuCoin, my hometown, and and uh, my name comes up in a lot of things when it's sports there, so... You know, it, this is quite an honor, uh, something that certainly was unexpected, and uh, uh, I'm very, very thankful for it. Uh, you were a two-sport athlete at DuCoin, both football and baseball, correct? Yes, sir. And was there any thought in your mind as you think about those times in DuCoin High School playing athletics that baseball would not be the sport you pursue? Well, baseball was really secondary in my mind all along. Um, uh, going back to the Elks Banquet, which uh, I'll be at on Friday night, that, uh, that night when I was honored as Athlete of the Year, the uh, speaker was Dan Devine, who was the head football coach at the University of Missouri. And uh, our agreement was that he would speak at the banquet and I would sign a letter of intent to play quarterback for him at uh, the University of Missouri. During the course of those negotiations, the, the baseball program at Missouri had also offered me a scholarship to play there. And it was kind of a twofold deal if I would go to, to Missouri. But along the way, during the state high school tournament in baseball that year, I was drafted number nine in the first round by the Oakland Athletics. And uh, I thought that was quite an honor, but I really thought I was on my way to Columbia, Missouri to play football and baseball. And uh, at that time, as things went on, uh, the head baseball coach at DuCoin at that time, Ray Sanchez and uh, Dan Devine, got their heads together and talked about it and negotiated it and and uh, Ray came to me one day and said that uh, he thought that it'd be a good idea that I'd really consider playing baseball. And Dan Devine called me and told me that he said, you know what? I think you'd be a great quarterback for us. And I think you'd be a great college baseball player also. But this is an opportunity of a lifetime for you. And you've been drafted very, very high in a Major League Baseball draft, and uh, I think it would be a good idea for you to play Major League Baseball. Don't get me wrong. I want you to come to Missouri, but my recommendation is for you to pursue a career in Major League Baseball. And believe it or not, about two days later, I was on a plane to uh, Tri-Cities, Washington, and I was a member of the Oakland Athletics. Well, how things could have turned out much differently if you wouldn't have had folks who were kind of looking out for your best interest, I suppose. Well, absolutely, and I think it's all along throughout my career in DuCoin that uh, along the way and 
from the Stanhouse family and how me and my brothers grew up. And uh, just it seemed like it was around the corner that if, if we needed help with anything, that the people of DuCoin were there to support us in one way or another. And as the athletics and the teams for DuCoin that I participated on, as we all got better and started winning a lot more, the support was even more so. So I have nothing but the greatest memories of, of DuCoin. And where exactly did you grow up in DuCoin? Well, I grew up on a little town, Pope Street, not too far, but uh, it was not. It was an easy run over to Kai's Park to, to play baseball and uh, not too far from the coal mines where I used to swim and run the hills. And so uh, it was a little bitty house. Uh, in a really good neighborhood with a lot of fine folks. Was there a lot of sandlot baseball played in DuCoin as a child that you remember? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, you haven't lived until you till you've been hitting the ribs by a little cork ball that's wrapped <laughs> up in electrical tape, and the best way you can, and you got a broomstick to hit it, and so, and believe me, they threw at me a lot, and but uh, my older brothers always included me to where I'd be able to play with them. Uh, my brother Gary and I played in the backyard till. They'd call us in the house, I mean, just with a little old wiffle ball and stuff. We played pickup baseball at the cemetery. Uh, geez, Jimmy Emily and I used to play Indian baseball in the street on Pope Street uh, all hours of the day. And uh, when you look back at the, the Coy League and, and everything that went on with the growth of that, the participation in that, the Legion baseball, Cobalt baseball, my gosh, it was just nonstop. But playing instead of watching was the secret, and I was involved in all of it. And uh, and and you know, kudos to my older brother that uh, he always took me along, and I always got to play, and I got better and better, and and uh, that's how it really happens. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, Jimmy Emling. He is my third cousin, and. <laughs> So it's a small world. I was born at Marshall Browning Hospital, and my my dad said something to me. Um, my dad would be 66, 67 years old now, and he said that uh, growing up, Don Stanhouse was one of the big kids to him that was nice to the little kids, and not that wasn't always that way with everybody, that, you know, everybody knew you were a good athlete, but you didn't kind of carry around uh, an ego like a lot of good athletes that are in their teens do. Um, I don't, do you think that's true? Well, uh, I think it's an awfully nice compliment and I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, but I was just a kid too. You know, it was, we didn't have a whole lot back in and whatever. Now I used to play basketball with an oats milk carton and my brother and I play football in the backyard with a, with a half gallon milk carton and and that's all we did and for anybody if we could get a group together and it didn't matter what their age was whether we were you know 14 15 or whether they were 10 or 11 or 12 everybody got to play and that's the way it's supposed to be um, it was just it was just a great time in my life we're visiting once again with don stanhouse um one thing that i thought i'd ask you about in terms of your playing career was that um, 
when you first joined the Rangers, I believe Ted Williams was the manager of that team, right? Yes, sir, he was. And did Ted Williams, as the great hitting Ted Williams, really have much to say to the pitchers? He, not not anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> not in, especially, I mean, it, it was, again, I mean, when, when I think about that, the transition from high school to finally getting in the major leagues, I rode a lot of buses up in in Lewiston, Idaho, and Kennewick, Washington, and down in Birmingham, Alabama, and through Des Moines, Iowa. So I went through the minor leagues, and it was pretty interesting to see the quality athletes that came through there. When I was at Duke Coin, I mean, I was very honored to be All-American in football and All-American in baseball and all the state and sports and everything, and that was really neat. But when you join a team of athletes from all over the United States, they're all all state. There are a bunch of all Americans. They're all good. And then all of a sudden you're not playing with guys that are 18 and 19. You're playing against guys that are 21 and 22. And it was a growth period until boom, I hit the major leagues. Uh, I was a little bit surprised when I got to Texas. It looked like I was going to be the number five starter for the Oakland A's when they went on to win three World Series right after that. But as I got to Texas, it was Ted Williams in a new ball club and a new state, and it was a new beginning, and and uh, it was an exciting time. Uh, but there was still a lot to learn to be able to achieve anything in the major leagues. And when I met Ted Williams, I was not much of a historian. I was a player. And uh, I knew who he was. Um, I knew he could hit. And the one thing I knew is I didn't have to pitch to him, which was a good thing. But what a good mentor at that particular time for a 21-year-old guy. And then you turn around, and a year later, you got another guy that turned out to be a fantastic manager in the Hall of Fame and Whitey Herzog. And right after him, it was Billy Martin. And right after him, it was Gene Mock. And then it was Dick Williams. And then it was Earl Weaver. And then it was Tommy Lasorda. So I played for a lot of Hall of Fame managers. And in each one, in each way, I learned something along the way. So it was flattering to be associated with those names. But then again, you know, it's I was... I was very, very, very fortunate. I was in the right place at the right time. Don Stanhouse is with us today. You know, during your career, a lot of great hitters. I'm sure you faced contemporaries like Rod Carew, Pete Rose, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, was there a particular hitter that um, really stands out in your memory, whether it was one of those big names or somebody that maybe people don't remember? Well, not so much the big names. I mean, I don't know what the tally is, but I've either played with or against over 75 Hall of Famers during my career. And I've faced them all in all kinds of different situations. Uh, But the crucial situations when I became a short relief pitcher probably stick out more because it was a lot more dangerous in in those innings and those games. Uh, But even as a starter, I mean, I remember seeing Al Kaline, Hall of Fame, and he had gray hair, and I was a young, cocky pitcher, and I threw really hard, and I said, who's this guy? He's got gray hair. 
And I found out in a hurry. First pitch I threw to him, he hit off the right field wall. Second pitch I threw to him, he hit off the left field wall. Next one I threw to him, he hit right between my legs. And I said, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, I came up with a lot of them. We battled in the minor leagues against each other. Uh, Freddie Lynn, who played for center field for Boston, was an awfully good hitter. Uh, George Brett, who I played against uh, years in, in the minor leagues, was an awfully good hitter, a very, very tough out. Uh, uh, there was a guy, Carlos May, that might have been the toughest out, and I never even knew it until later on in life. That I think he went something like 12 for 12 or 13 for 13 off of me, and, and uh, evidently had to go to military or whatever that weekend military was some of the players did, and he blew off his thumb and uh, and uh, some kind of grenade grip, the grill or whatever it was. And by the time he came back to major leagues, I think his first pinch hit was off of me. So I'm thinking that he was pretty good too. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but when you get to that level, don't kid yourself. They're all good. Don Stanhouse will be at the uh, Ducoin High School baseball field on Saturday, May the 6th, as the high school is going to be officially naming the field as Don Stanhouse Field. Game time is 10 a.m., and I guess there's going to be two games played that Saturday, and there'll be a ceremony in between the games to make the naming of the field official as uh, Don Stanhouse Field. Um of course, there have been a lot of rule changes, and I'm sure many people have asked you your thoughts about them. I'll do the same. Um, specifically, the the pitch clock. What are your thoughts? Well, it wouldn't have done much good for me when I was in short relief because some of the guys I faced were really good hitters, and I took a lot of time before I threw it up there. I want to make sure they were as tired as could be, but I don't. I don't know... We don't have enough sample size to see how it works. Um, baseball is a great game. These guys that play baseball today, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. They got unbelievable equipment that they can use. They have an unbelievable support cast, whether it's trainers and coaches and individual nutritionists. So baseball is quite different now than when I played it. Uh, and if you think about it, sure, the games are long. Maybe this is to reduce the time of the games. But if they're trying to reduce it back to the times, the three, the two hours and 45 minutes or so that it is, was in 1983. If you go back to 1977 and 76 with Bob Gibson, and Ferguson Jenkson, and Catfish Hunter, and Jim Palmer, and Don Sutton, and all these guys who pitched nine innings all the time, those games were only two hours and 10 minutes, two hours and 20 minutes. So is the change good? Let's see. I don't know. Um, but it's still a great game any way you look at it. Well, and I think the game policed itself some more back then and with the new age of where you're not supposed to throw inside and knock people down and whatever. I It did, I think, tend to increase the length of the games in part because the game – doesn't quite police itself the way it used to. Am I on to something there? Well, I, I think there's, there's a lot of truth into that. Um, there was a lot of mutual respect back then. Um, there were certain things you did as a veteran player. There were certain things you did as a rookie player. And it was there didn't have to be a class on it. You learned real fast. Uh, 
and I think that's kind of part of it. Now, the pitching today, I mean, these guys throw hard. seems like everybody throws between 95 and 100. I don't know if I believe that or not. But then again, these guys are swinging, and they're hitting balls four and 500 feet. I don't know if the mechanics are better, if the pitching's worse, or what it all is. But I do know that the – let's just put the, the talent in a given time, at a given minute – really changes when the adrenaline goes. I think our adrenaline ran 24-7 in the 70s. We were ready to play every day, no matter what. And these guys seem to have to turn it on and turn it off. And the exciting part about baseball is seeing people hit, not watch people pitch. And if you can get them more times at bat and better pitches to hit, the more exciting for the game. I think that's a lot of it. But, I mean... It's big money. It's big corporate sponsorship. Uh, there's a thousand things that go into it. But again, it's still a great game. Baseball is a really good game to watch. Yeah, we interviewed Mike Shannon not too long ago, and he said the same thing. He said the reason you see so many strikeouts is guys don't get paid to hit singles. That's right. Well, a lot of that. I mean, you know, I think that the guys down there, I mean, and I look in my own backyard when, geez, when Ray Fossey, I remember watching Ray Fossey play in high school, and then again, I played against him in the major leagues. And it's just that our attitude was a little bit different about the game. We knew we were going to play that day. When you look at the lineup and no lineup changes, you know, for two or three or four months, you knew who was playing first, second, third, short, left field, right field, center field. You knew who was playing that day. You could analyze them. You could follow them. But now with the ability that guys are so diverse, they can play every position and they only got to be there two or three years and then they're gone. It's hard to follow what they're going to do and how good they're going to be. You know, it's always the adage nowadays that said that the so-and-so played for the Texas Rangers or so-and-so played for the Cardinals and he wasn't very good. And then he, he went to the California Angels and now he's great. And who knows? Just who knows? But I can tell you the players suit up every day and they're ready to go. It's just a little different. That's all. Don Stanhouse is with us, and uh, the Ducoin baseball field will be renamed Don Stanhouse Field on May the 6th in between games. First game starts at 10 a.m. So uh, I know that you make your home in Texas these days. Uh, are you retired, or what are you up to? Well, I've been retired for a while. Um, I've got three kids. They're all grown, uh, two daughters and a son. My son doesn't live very far from us, and our oldest daughter lives in uh, in Dallas with my two grandkids, and my other daughter lives in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, my wife was a flight attendant for American Airlines for 49 years. That's the superstar right there. But uh, we live in a place called Trophy Club, Texas, and uh, it's a small town of about oh, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people. We live on a golf course. Just mostly we attend grandkids games play a little golf we travel as much as we can we like to do that uh, i still do a few things with the baltimore orioles i'm staying i'm in touch with major league baseball for various alumni golf tournaments and things like that and i do a lot of the charitable golf tournaments here in dallas fort worth area and it's it's kind of a cross between the texas rangers and the dallas cowboys the mavericks and the stars um, so everybody's kind of included these days. So staying active enough, work out a little bit, 
when not like I used to, but uh, I'm living a very good life. I'm very blessed. I'm healthy. Uh, things are really, really good. And, and, you know, this is, we sat here and we were thinking about where we were going to go and what we were going to do, maybe a little summer vacation for us. And then, you know, this honor was bestowed upon us. And, and it's kind of like, wow, um, we need to go back to DuCoin. So being able to go back to the DuCoin Elks Lodge and, and the all sports banquets where I was 50 some odd years ago and, and to be able to run into, you know, some of the guys I grew up with, some of the guys I played with, uh, being able to see Bob Carnes, who was, you know, not on the baseball coach, football coach when I was there, and uh, really to be able to uh, take my hat off and shake the hand of Tim Davis, who's the uh, head baseball coach for the Duke Indians, who was one of the proponents in naming the field after me. Um, baseball never dies and said just the players die off but it is such a honor to be remembered and and uh, tim went to bat for me and i'm very very appreciative and looking forward to being there Uh, so we'll be there friday night at the banquet and and we'll be at the games on saturday excellent don stanhouse stand the man unusual full pack number 26 all-star for the baltimore orioles and Pride of Ducoin has been our guest today here on WXAN. Mr. Stanhouse, thanks for your time. We hope you have a great day. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate it.